Today, let's dive in to teamwork in church planting. We've not talked about church planting for a few few episodes, so let's dive back in and look at teamwork in it. We all know the old saying, teamwork makes the dream work. In this case, teamwork's going to make the vision work, because we know without a vision, the people perish. Right. And we know that we have to have a vision. And you need to be with a really good team when you step out in church planting, because and you're going to face some stuff. And if you ever try to go this alone, a lot of times you'll stumble. A lot of times you'll fall. But if you have a team behind you and beside you and right there with you, I like the beside you better. Yeah. I like that. Yes. A team beside you. Yes. That's going to push and it's going to go forward for the glory of God. And one thing about church planning, we always throw this out there, but it's it needs to be said every time. Church planning is not about increasing yourself in any way shape or form it's about getting the gospel to a group of people that are not receiving the gospel that aren't hearing the gospel it's a forgotten group that the lord lays upon your heart that you step out for and that you want to see the glory of god revealed the right one, the ones that may have been over churched or under churched or <laughs> or de-churched de-churched exactly yep. yeah so as we start this out today and as we talk about teamwork, I love Psalms chapter 133, a beautiful scripture. It's a song of decree by David, and here's what it says. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yeah. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment, as the dew of Hermon as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. But think about in your life how good and how pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity. In a world that loves to see strive and loves to see division, I mean, you see it everywhere you look. Right. Man, this flips the script on it. Mm. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So teamwork makes the dream work, big time. A wise man once said that. Yeah, a wise man. So in teamwork in church planting, there's not a better scripture than what you just used to to really open the can here and start discussing what it means um, to have teamwork in planting. And we've experienced, um, I, in the plant we've, we've been working on together for the last few years, I think we've experienced... Uh, some some really uh, good learnings and then um, some fun times and also some challenging times with our teams. Um, <clears throat> but I, but I think and if if we could look at it, the 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 example set forth by the first century church by the church in Acts of teamwork, um, the example that Jesus when he came and assembled his disciples and told them, I'm going to make you into fishermen of men. And I think that, that he, he set the precipice, he set the pace right there at the very beginning of his ministry. He set the pace. 
the premise of everything I'm going to do is going to be based on people working together. And, and he started that with Peter, James, and John at the boat that day. He started that. You look at the Apostle Paul through the book of Acts, and you look at um, uh, he and Peter and their, their challenges and how they navigated them, uh, John Mark and, and Paul, how they navigated um, the, the, um, <clears throat> the teamwork challenges that they had experienced there. But then also you notice a pattern that, that they always went together, and, and, and they were sometimes selective on who they went with or who they took along with them on a, on a journey. Um, it had to be a, had to be a team that, that was right for the time and right for one another, uh, to, to do the work that needed to be done. For example, um, the, 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 the first journey that Paul, uh, uh, took John Mark on, he, he, he bailed pretty quick. Uh, when the going got tough, he just kind of went back home, you know, and they got ready to go again. And Paul said, nah, he's not going to go with me this time. And I think that was a good example, though, of of the way Barnabas helped navigate that situation. He said, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't I take him and we go this way? You take Silas and you go that way. We'll reach more people. <clears throat> but the way they handled that, and in a in a in in a very very diplomatic and they kept the main thing as the main thing, and I think that there's so many examples as we go as we kind of open up this conversation that we can see in the book of Acts, especially uh, the necessity of teamwork and church planting. I think that um <clears throat> the you know and you started that right, Aunt, anchoring down on your why. Keeping that why at the very forefront of everything that we're doing, because so many times uh, amongst a, a team dynamic, you can lose the why if you just kind of squirrel with everybody's ideas and 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 lose the, the 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 true north of your why. So I think one key takeaway for me, and a nugget that I would just drop into any, anybody's uh, uh, thought processes here when you're thinking about church planting is anchor down on why and stay, stay at that why. Don't don't allow your your um, your team to to pull you away or or distract you from your why. Your chief why. Why are we here? Why is this church important to this community? What unique. What unique spiritual uh, avenue is this church bringing to this city that no other church is bringing at this point in time? And why is it so necessity that we work together to accomplish this mission? I think back about when we first joined in together as a team on this church plant. This is the first time I've been involved in one. But looking back at it now, I see God's hand all over it. And there was specific instances that happened before we ever stepped foot out mm-hmm. that was really amazing to look about. If you have a big job, let's look at it in the corporate world. If you have a big job coming up, you gather your team and you get the team together right. and you talk about things that are going to be involved in this. These are some challenges. You do a SWOT analysis. Right. Here's our strengths. Here's our weaknesses. <laughs> this is this is it. Mm-hmm. We're going we're to lay this out. That's one thing that we did. Mm-hmm. And we did. It was a very open forum. Yep. 
and it had the entire team in it. It yep. wasn't just one or two people. Yep. Every single person, all the way down to <clears throat> Jaylee, as young as she was at the time. Yep. She even had she even voiced out what she would see, what she thought would be a challenge, yep. and you know strengths that we would have going in. Yep. And we wrote every bit of that down. Mm-hmm. And when we all stood up, it was an ama- it was amazing to me, even looking at it back at it now, is when we all stood up. There was no hidden agendas. Right. We were all in one mind. Right. And in one accord. We had sat down. We had laid it out. We we knew where our strengths <clears throat> were, what we brought to the table. Right. We knew where our weaknesses were, but yet we sat back and we let God work and move. Right. And then my mind goes to this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, mm. and that there be no division among you, mm. but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Mm. What can a team do? You answer this question. What can a team do when they are joined together in one mind? I would rephrase that and say, what can a team not do? Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. <clears throat> but I think you, 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 you led that off well because I think that, that the, one of the very first core competencies of any team is going to need to be transparency. Oh, yes. They're – you know, uh, you know. Once you're all pointing in the same direction, you have the same why. We have to be able to communicate transparently and openly. Um, and it can't be if you've got one team member that's louder than everybody else. You've got to find a way to to decide whether that's the right team member if they're not going to listen. Because I think you know communication is is bi-directional, right? And it's something that well in this format it's multi-directional. It's a it's a it's where an eight-year-old girl can can share what her heart is, and and when when folks are invited to the table, they're going to be invested in the mission. <clears throat> so we sat in the kitchen that day, or that evening, and we stuck white paper all over the walls. We we cooked dinner, and we just we just uh, I think it was a, a team of eight of us just just sharing the highs, the lows, the pros, the cons, the the. You know what are we up against, and 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 how we're going to, you know, and all the questions we had. We didn't. We had more questions and answers, but we wrote the questions down. <clears throat> and but when we got up from the table that day, we knew that our hearts were beating on the same on the same rhythm and, and for for the same thing. So I think that's a that's a key uh, is is being transparent. Now now that's important to start your team. But Anthony, I'm going to go ahead and take what you said there and go to second base with it, and say that that. It is also pivotal because the enemy, the enemy desires to sow seeds of discord, seeds of doubt. Uh, he he desires for that that channel of communication to to be become fuzzy over time and to cause dissension among the brethren. And that is what he does so many times denominationally. That's what he does so many times in our established churches. It's not new, but a church plant team, right? Is is a young body. It's a young, um, a freshly joined together group of people. I think of it like a young plant. You know, like a young plant. A young plant needs structure. It needs stability. It needs 
cultivation and needs attention because it's what holds it the roots together right as a young plant <clears throat> and the enemy will come and and he'll sow he'll sow well seeds of, of of discord and and things if 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 the avenue of transparency if that channel isn't always on of transparency then the enemy gives him space peter said neither neither give place to the devil and i think when we when we stop being transparent uh then then we stop allowing others to be transparent with us then we turn off that channel and we allow the enemy that's a playground for the enemy because then the other person can't voice their thought their idea their 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 dissension with a certain thing or or you miss very important information that you could have gotten that they didn't share with you because they didn't want to either hurt your feelings or cause you to blow up. And so I think that that what we do here, and there's a book, and I recommend this book to anybody that works with people at all. Matter of fact, I'm recommending it for everybody because everybody should work with people in some capacity. It's a book called Radical Candor. And if we can't have candor in our work team environment, where I can be honest with you and blunt with you and you not get your feelings hurt, then we can't have a team. We can't have a team. So early on in your compact with your team, I think it's pivotal and key to say, hey, I'm going to give everybody here permission to hurt my feelings, and I promise you I will not, I will not hold a grudge. I will not uh, be mad at you. You can tell me my hair's ugly. You can tell me my breath stinks. You can tell me I look grumpy today. You can tell me that that that's a terrible idea. And and it's cool. It's fine. And 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 when you can keep that, and you have to keep yourself intentional about that because that, that you don't naturally gravitate. No human does towards that because we. And, and but but if we can if we can adopt that and adapt to that, my goodness, because. Paul, Peter did it. You know, they were they were honest. Jesus was with Peter. He said, "You're Satan today." You know, it <laughs> yeah. was it was those things where where they were very honest with one another, and they were still together. Yeah, there's a key in that. Yeah, Philippians chapter two verse three says, "Let nothing be done through strive or vainglory, mm. but in lowliness of mind let each <clears throat> esteem other better than themselves." Wow. What a mindset shift that is. Oh, gosh. Esteem others yeah. better than themselves. Mm. That, that's me taking a back seat. Not me realizing that my right. idea is not my, my most likely going to be the best idea. Sure. But it has a right to be out there. It has a right to be out there, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be the best idea. But it's an idea that it carries value. Yeah. And it needs to be brought to the table. Right. I've seen so many times <clears throat> we're involved in a lot of project delivery teams. Yeah. And I have seen so many conversations on a project delivery team that nobody on the call had a clue what was going on right. except maybe one or two people right. and the rest of the team be completely cut off. And there was never an option, never an option to be able to pull back into it, never able to pull back in. Mm. And the whole team suffered. And yeah. at the end of it, when we was off the call, there were sidebar conversations that were going on. That everybody was having saying, do you have any idea what they're talking about? I don't know. This team is ineffective. Right. That's the worst, worst, worst place you can end up on a team is when you sit back and say, my team is ineffective. ineffective. Mm. And then it all just kind of goes downhill. Does that mean that on a team that there's not going to be strive? I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's got opinions mm -hmm. and everybody's got their thought on something. So there's going to be times that it's not always going to be 
it's not always going to be real easy. Yep. But if you have an open form of conversation, kind of like what you said yeah. yesterday, perfect example. I roll up. We <laughs> we were in a in a place together. And I looked at Jamie, <clears> and he he got a breath mint out, put in his mouth, and he looked at me. and He said, "Do you want one?" And I was sitting. There, I said, "Does my breath stink?" <laughs> and he was like. No, I just thought I'd offer you one. I said, I said, you'd tell me if my breast stuck, right? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, you know, sometimes sometimes we have to do that with one another. Yeah. Your idea stinks. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible idea. It's terrible. But, you know, maybe you're not coming out and saying it like that. Yeah. But having transparency yeah. one with another. Yep. To, to know, man, I'm not strong in every single area. Yeah. But that's one thing about a team. If I bring a group of people together, man, you pull from everybody's strengths mm-hmm. and you come together as one group, man, mm-hmm. and you've got this unbeatable, un, unmatchable group yep. that's yep. together that can see the glory of God revealed in magnificent yes. ways. I think about the church today, and I look at what started as a group of eight yeah. has now had all these others that have plugged in with uh-huh. it as well. And uh-huh. one of the funnest things that we do is when we get the team, the entire church team together. It's not eight no more. Yeah. It has yeah. grown exponentially. Yeah. Yes. But when we get together and we do the same exact thing still today, yep. we get the white paper out yep. and we start throwing ideas out. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see nobody, nobody in that room is looking out for their benefit right. in any way, shape, or right. form. There's uncomfortable things that are brought up in these meetings. Yep. Man, if we do this, it's going to make us uncomfortable and put us in a weird spot. <clears throat> but everybody's like, you know what? I got you on that yeah. one. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm weak in this area. I don't know the avenue to get this way. And somebody else, I got an avenue to get that way. That ain't no problem. Mm-hmm. See a team, yeah. how they join together. Mm-hmm. Man, to see the glory of God go forward. But, but to do that, you got to check your ego at the door. Check you got to check your ego at the door. Yes. And so if we're going to if you're going to plant a church, check your ego at the door every single day, <laughs> because you will be humbled time after time. And if you if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to temper your ego and your your um, your desire to be right or your desire to be the the boss or whatever that is i mean some people have different motives in this world but if any of that is in you allow the holy spirit to temper because there's going to be seasons that it let's just say most of the time you're you're cool but when you've got a really good idea that you think you're passionate about and everybody else is like e you know and you're just you're just burning you're just burning on that and and then you know you got to be able to check it because because it's not about you, nope. um, you know, and I want to kind of transition the the thought here to another another piece of of um, that that I think that we have learned that has helped us is not giving out titles like candy, <laughs> oh. and that's one of the, I think the first mistakes I've made in years gone by is is I feel like in order I have felt in years gone by that to keep a certain person or keep a person that we wanted to keep around, we had to give them a title uh, to, to have them stick around or, or whatever, to have them to be happy. <clears throat> but um, as a church planter, you may be tempted to slap a title on somebody because uh, you know they're, they're new and fresh or you, if, you, if you're afraid they'll move on to somewhere that we'll give them a title. And I'll caution you this. If somebody's got to have a title, uh, uh, and that's their mindset that that's what they're after anyway. I would say let them go. Um, they're going to do more damage to your team than good to your team anyway. So, um, but I think that one of the things that we've we've done 
and in my experience, it's been successful in in our church plant. This church plant is that we haven't uh, we haven't gone out and just handed out titles to everybody. It, and matter of fact, it's really more about roles and responsibilities than it is titles. Um, I think it ties into servanthood. Yes, that, I think that's the biggest thing. <clears throat> it's if you have anybody, huh, anybody that wants a title, well. First of all, what are you doing to serve? Because, I mean, that's what Christ came to do. Christ right. came and he served. Mm-hmm. And his team that he, that he led right. were servants, right. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the glory of them. And right. sometimes he'd bring them back down. He's like, you know, we've got to be servant of all. We've got to be servant, guys. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to do. We're here to serve. It's not about a title. It's not about your name and lights. We right. say that a lot. But it needs to be emphasized because right. in the American mindset mm-hmm. is it's about my title. It's about what right. I'm doing. It's about my status Yep. because everybody wants a certain level of status Yep. in a team. It's not about a status. And let's let's be honest here at the at the core root of all this. We're all tied back to the team of Christ. Exactly. As he is our leader. He is the main leader that's sitting, that's, that's leading the charge of everything else, and everything else should fall in line with him. If there's something that comes up that's that's evil in some way, shape, or form, chop that thing off. Right. Chop that off. It ain't mm. no good. It will be of no benefit. It's not about title. It's not about coming in and trying to take over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take over. I've seen that mindset before. Mm-hmm. Honey, that ain't going to work. No. no. And, and as leaders... In a church plant, right. you need to nip that right off the bat because right. it will sow seeds of discord that will go throughout. It's the little foxes yep. that spoil the vine. No the matter little, how little talented little they are. Exactly. They may be the best things in yep. sliced bread, yep. but man, show yourself faithful in the little things, mm-hmm. and then God can make you ruler over many things. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. If, if somebody's not willing to serve, then that's your first red flag right there. If they're only after a title. And so that's why, you know, a journey, we don't, we don't really have a lot of titles, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls, I mean, our, 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 our attendees, the folks that are on our journey family, part of our journey family, they don't necessarily call any of us pastor or mm-hmm. bishop or, yeah. or this one or that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, nope, nope. Now, there's clear responsibilities that each of us have, and, and we, we, we delegate those things, and we, we do those things very organically. But it's uh, and and everybody knows their role and know and understands what they're doing, but nobody's touting a title. It's like no. okay, what what you're doing is, um, you know, our, our, like for example, our students they know they know that their role on Sunday at this certain time is to help serve tables. Yep. And uh, and ironically, that's what the deacons were doing early on in the church. <laughs> uh, you know, so the deacons didn't have a board in the early church. The deacons were serving in the early church. Somehow, we got away from all that. They got more concerned with the title of a deacon and the board of a deacon and the authority and power of a deacon than actually servant of a deacon. And we lost mm-hmm. that somewhere along the way. So what we're what we're really doing in church planting is trying our very level best. To divorce from the American culture and the American way of seeking power and seeking authority and seeking advancement and climbing a corporate ladder of ministerial excellence and saying, we're going we're gonna to throw off the gloves, we're going to go to the back alley where the devil's playground is, and we're going to take a bunch of misfit people that have been rejected by the world and, and have been covered by sin and, and, and damaged by the pain of sin and have them redeemed 
being blood-bought, born again, joined together in a team with a selfless group of people that says, bless God, God be glorified or, or, or uh, you know, over everything else. And then when we can, we can <clears throat> say and, and when something rises up in the middle of that to, to glorify self or go against that team, to call it out, call it out. Be real with it. Be honest with it. And then all of a sudden, and then there's so much to add. We're going to have to close this podcast, but there's so much to add here. But but guys, I mean, there's there's so many things to check. There's patience that we have with one another. There's, there's times where we have to be long-suffering with one another as a part of a team. There's times that there's so many other things that, we, that we'll discuss. Maybe we'll have to do another episode here as well, but... um. Very, very powerful uh, uh, season here. Just, I mean, so much to say. It really is. So, as we end out, teamwork makes the vision work. As we tie together for the glory of God, and a team of individuals coming together in one mind and one accord with the glory of the Lord, seeking God's glory, seeking to spread the good news <clears throat> of the gospel, as Jamie said at the beginning. What is there that can come against this team that together with Christ as the head, they can't accomplish together? Amen. No big eyes, no little U's. Everybody together in one mind, one accord with the love of God at the root of it with Jesus Christ at the head. Nothing shall be impossible. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And thank you for contributing here. It's been a really good, really, really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Until next time, guys, keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.